So welcome everybody to this week's episode of This Week on LinkedIn, or wait, the RevOps Podcast. Not This Week on LinkedIn. Kind of what we're doing though. It kind of uh, thing, it is the, exactly. the RevOps Podcast, but this week we're going to be talking a lot about LinkedIn. And so uh, we have a bit of a change in format. As usual, Brandon Redlinger is here. Go ahead and say Brandon. Hey, hey. And... He's always here, but you rarely hear from him. We've invited Alec to join us today as a full guest, not just a pop in, not just a quick <laughs> hit. Alec is a guest. He's here. Go ahead and say hi, Alec. Hey guys. And, <laughs> and we've we've officially kicked Jonathan off this one for this week. For this week. For this we're, week. For this it, week. We're, we're TBD. We're trying new form. Anyway, <laughs> you uh, could pretend he's still here and. Just not talking. If somebody just gives us like a mm-hmm here and there, like people will think Jonathan's on the podcast. Yeah, so, exactly. No uh, different. But but inviting Alec in because he is very active on LinkedIn, uh, has a lot of recent LinkedIn success and aggravating people, which we will talk about, um, <laughs> as well as sort of encouraged and taught me at least how to do LinkedIn. Which is that how I say it, Alec? Is it? Do, am I doing LinkedIn? I guess you're doing it. Doing LinkedIn. I definitely advocate. Because otherwise, to, like, it's not. You can't like. I'm not LinkedIning. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's no like Instagramming equivalent. Right. You're, so it's, I, think yet, doing, I think you're doing LinkedIn. So anyways, yeah. um, anyways, one of the reasons I want to talk about this is because we think about revenue operations. We're talking about aligning teams, right? It's actually really important to have an entire business aligned around a LinkedIn strategy that is allowing you to, to generate a lot of organic social as well as to support all of your outbound, cold inbound. All of those efforts are going to be supported by a good and well-built-out LinkedIn strategy for your entire company. And uh, a lot of companies don't do this at well at all, which is very, very a huge miss for your entire revenue operation, uh, including top down SDRs, sellers, all the way up to CEOs, right? So let's start there. Why should people post on LinkedIn? Why is it important, right? Who wants to go? Who wants to hit me with it? Uh, Alec, go for it. I'll go. Um, well, there's a lot of reasons it's important. Um, you know, general brand building for either a company or an individual, whether that's an individual trying to get you know further in their career or just to sell stuff. You know, there is obviously an advantage to building a brand or what we used to call a name for yourself. I know some people hate that word brand. Um, or at least I think of a reputation, a, right? It's, it's reputation. It's sure, different word. Exactly. Uh, this is not the nomenclature podcast, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, semantics matter. Yeah, but it's important. I mean, just think about how expensive LinkedIn is a channel for kind of paid acquisition or paid anything. It's 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 highly expensive. Um, you've spent a ton of money. So, you know, they're still really, really pushing, you know, kind of the LinkedIn uh, powers to be to, to get more creators on the platform. That is people creating user-generated content, you know, primarily around their profession. It is a business platform after all, you know, try to avoid some of the politics and so forth. But um, yeah, I think... It's a huge opportunity. It's only going to get bigger, honestly. It's just yeah, it's in its think, in, infancy. Yeah, I, I think the companies that do it right, they they let their employees build their own brand. They give them some guide rails, right? But um, at the same time, they can be building both their brand and the company's brand. So that there there are a few companies out there that do it well, um, like gravy like refined labs some of those guys where there are employees out there saying smart things and then they do have the company branded background the company banner and then 
like over time, you get to realize that all these people saying smart things about marketing and marketing agencies work at Refine Labs. It builds this brand halo effect and everyone's like, oh, maybe I should go follow Refine Labs. And then that drives their Refine Lab LinkedIn strategy. It's a built credibility builder. There's the only thing I want to say about that. It's like it didn't happen by accident. Like the Refine Labs set out to do to do that totally. very uh, strategically and very well, obviously. To uh, totally. Chris Walker, and, and I, it's worth caveating this entire conversation with. I would call our at Revenue.io strategy on LinkedIn like mildly okay, right? Like <laughs> I, I don't think Agreed. I don't think it's good. Like it's certainly not refined labs by any sure. means or way, shape, or form, right? Like, and we are in our infancy of doing this, and and one of the reasons we're talking about it is because we've been talking about a lot this, a lot of this internally, and we we need to do a lot better, and we're going to yes. enforce this across the board. Um, we did a whole episode on why it's important. Uh, it's a dangerous word, though. By the way, what's that? Enforce versus enforce. It is. It is versus uh, when it comes to this stuff instead of encourage. I guess. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. Uh, we did a whole episode on this. Some One of you was quite kind enough to actually look up the date of that episode, September 8th, 2021. It's called You're Social welcome. Selling, Be Responsible for the Dopamine Hit. What a nerd. I can't believe you looked that up. <laughs> I could have just back referenced it like we always do. Like, yeah, there was an episode. I think it was like the sixth it's one the or something. Exactly, right? yeah, exactly. It's a typical way to reference. Um, <laughs> well, it doesn't so have episode numbers anymore. It's harder right. to, harder well, to reference. But let, let's start there then. To your point, Alex. Yes. How, how do how do you get your employees to post? I mean, I do think I think there's a lot of wrong ways to do it, but we'll start with the right ways. I think it starts at the top. You can't get people to do uh, something you're not willing to do yourself. There seems to be an incredible amount of energy invested into figuring out incentive structures, whether it be gift cards or whatever, to try to get people to do things. Right? Like, oh, if we do this, let's gamify it, or let's this, or what? To me, that just like screams that there's like a shortcoming in vision. Like there needs to be a much broader vision for why you are doing this and how it aligns to your company goals. It's not just a post for the sake of posting. Like there's serious business value in getting your team out in front, not just communicating their message, your company's message, but building up themselves as just like incredibly smart people that you want to work with, that you want to hear from. Um, so that when they do call or they do email or they do see your company's uh, name in the LinkedIn DMs or whatever that they pay attention. You know, it's not, there's a reason that if <clears throat> Refine Labs posts something, I'm curious what it's going to be because they got at least 10 smart people there that are posting regularly and communicating that they know what they're talking about. But I, I think to, to your point, Alec, it's, it's building a culture, right? I, sure. I think having a spiff contest or whatever, um, it, that, that has nothing to do with culture. You're just training people to post when you want them to post, not to actually post because they want to post themselves, right? It's, it's, uh, an exterior motivation as opposed to an intrinsic motivation, right? And um, short lived, so, as I think we talked about, like you it may work exactly. for like a very, a very little, you know, a short, a campaign or whatever. As long you as you're doing the spiff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of. I don't. I, I think that's true. I think there'll be people that do it because of a spiff, but they like the dopamine hit. They find out that they like <laughs> the dopamine hit, and they stick with it a little bit afterwards. Sure. I think. I think like yeah, a lot of people will fall off, but I do think there's probably some 
subset of the people that do it that are like, you know what? I like seeing that I got 60 likes on that post. Oh, and I want totally. To, <laughs> we're, right? we're trying to get you hooked. Like the goal yeah, should right. be to get and your people hooked on that dopamine. Free, hit, as we talk free about. samples. I give you three months of free samples. <laughs> but yeah. like you, you might, <laughs> a handful of people are hooked on that. Right. And so, yeah. so I do think like, I, I hear what you guys are saying. I, I don't disagree entirely, but I do disagree entirely actually. Um, because I think, I think that there is some value in it to, to encourage people to do it, especially if you're, trying to encourage sellers because sellers are very often money motivated. Right. Um, the, well, uh, I, th- I think there is, there is value in doing it, but that should not be the strategy. Is, totally agree. I, I think, I think what you're driving towards is it. And I, this is the thing I agree with the most is that absence, like a formulated company plan and value. And here's what we're going to do. And having that clearly communicated to people and like, here's our sort of what we're, what we're working towards and driving towards with our strategy as a whole, absent having that and clearly communicating it to people, you're going to have a much harder time getting people to post, especially over longer periods of time. Because one of the things that keeps people from posting is I don't want to post something that misaligns to what my company wants. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't want to like put my foot in my mouth or which I think the more, more classic one, and I love being able to cut you off, which is great, um, <laughs> is, is that uh, you're afraid that it reflects poorly on you because you're spending too much time on LinkedIn and that communicates yeah. to your company internally that like, oh, is they, are they looking for another job? Are they not hitting their activity numbers because all they're doing is posting on LinkedIn all day? Like that's where that kind of alignment needs to come in. That's like, no, we know, we know there's value here. Like we see you and we encourage you. We're not monitoring you. Yeah. And, and, and then also back to the leadership by example, right? Like if I'm posting consistently all the time, doing a bunch of stuff, recording a podcast, doing speaking engagements, doing all these things, there's no chance my team looks goes and does that and doesn't do it because they're worried that I'd be mad at them about it, right? Like they know that mm-hmm. I'm spending the time doing it because I think it's valuable for the business. Of course, I believe that's true for them. They can't justify. Well, I don't have time. It's like, well, Jordan has time. <laughs> like Jordan's right, a very yeah. busy guy. <laughs> Jordan's a very yeah. busy guy. If he can make time, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. I love that. All right, so let's talk about then. So internal training. We've kind of talked about that too. And by the way, I think that sort of like communicating the entire strategy, the whole business's approach to it, the desire for the business to have this, very, very important. But then also training how to freaking do it, right? How to do because, it, yes. Because it is a different beast. Let's talk about that a little bit because, man, like if you just let let people go like, hey, we want everybody to post on LinkedIn and these are the topics, like most of it won't be successful. It won't really align well to the way LinkedIn wants to do this. People won't know how to maximize their reach because nobody's going to tell them how to do it. And so talk about that. What are some things you would train on? I think part of it is like a a fine balance where you want to give them the tools to do it right. But also step one more than anything is just start doing it. Like you have to post, like, don't worry about what's happening. Just do it. Build the muscle post, post, post. Like I heard a good example recently of someone who's like, you know, we do, we teach people to go comment for 30 days because it kind of like teaches you to like engage with the posts and how people are framing Start stuff or whatever before you even ask anyone to, yep. to kind of post. Um, yeah, but getting back to your question, I do think, yeah, part of it starts with, you know, being an active consumer of, of content on, on LinkedIn in a way that's valuable, mm-hmm. that's not turning it into kind of, I don't know, doom scrolling or something on Facebook where you're just consuming stuff that pisses you off. Like you need to be able to curate your feet a little bit to see who are the good people who is saying stuff that's interesting. Oh, I like what they're saying. Like, how are they saying it? Um, which I think all plays into like, especially for salespeople, like they're all, 
writing is so important for their their craft these days with email and DMs and whatever being, you know, the primary source, if not, you know, besides cold calling and stuff, uh, that they're already pretty sharp writers and they know how to get people's attention. Like they've been trained like pretty heavily to like, here's how you write a hook and your email and get right to the value and whatever. It's like, you know it. Like, I I guess that's one of the things I'm trying to think. So much of it they know. They know already. It's just not framed the right the same way yeah it's, it's very similar to sending a cold email in a lot sure, of ways totally. right? like the way you write that it's not that different it, by the way one thing you said there is like go comment on posts my pro tip for that and this this has worked really well for me in growing my reach is i comment on posts that the content is engaging to me because it's stuff that i'm interested right which is also the sort of thing that i post the posts i'm commenting on are often pretty well aligned to what i post when you go to comment on a post and you see 48 other people that commented on it, connect with those people. Exactly. They're probably posting content that's helpful. They're also probably really going to like your content if you're posting something similar. And so it's a really good way to like find your people, right? It's a really easy way to do that. Find the people you like to follow. Connect with their connections. Connect with who's commenting. Comment on it. People will send you connections, right? Totally. Good way to build a network. Even the people that you would think are like more established, maybe they've written a few books or there's a name you recognize and whatever. Like this is LinkedIn it's called 3.0. They're still figuring it out too. Like you're not behind, you know what I mean? Like no. it used to be LinkedIn you connected with folks that like you met at a conference and like you would ignore everyone else <laughs> yeah. and there now it's just like connect with as many people as possible, grow your network, see what's going on, see what people are talking about. Right. And you can do it really fast. So like it is it is incredible. I mean, I, I will I will candidly put these metrics out there for the world to know. Uh, two years ago, when I didn't really use LinkedIn very much, and I was that person that like, yeah, if somebody sent me a connection request, I reviewed them once a month and maybe posted four <laughs> times that year. I had 14,000 views of my content uh, two years ago. So that's 2020. Uh, last year, I broke 650,000. One year later. Nice. Right. Nice. Like that is that, that and, and those numbers aren't that impressive compared to people who've been doing it for five years. Oh, but it didn't make sense. From, of how much time you put into that. It's not like you're sitting there writing every day. No, God, no. I have 15 minutes blocked off two times a <laughs> yeah, week. Like exactly. it's like, and, and I quick throw like whatever I'm working on. Right. Cause I, I post about what I do. And so whatever I'm working on is top of mind for me. I'm thinking through how to solve problems and do those things as I'm doing it. I'm like, yeah, this would make a good LinkedIn post quickly format that put it in. Half the time I go to an Asana card that I'm working on, or Asana project. I'm like, oh, this is my Asana project right now. This is the thing that's really important to me. Here's the four bullets from this that I could put on LinkedIn. Like, and, and that's that's the biggest thing that I people always tell me gets in the way of them posting is they don't know what to actually post about. Right, what you're and working about. Like you're exactly. right about what you're working on. I, I mean that that's that's how we actually come up with content for podcasts right, right? Yeah, we, were, we were having this conversation internally yesterday yeah like but it's top of mind it's fresh you've spent time exactly. thinking about it you're going to be ready for it, right like it's easy yeah i i've got a running list that is in my apple notes whether it's i, I pull it up on my computer or my phone and it's just ideas for posts and it could be coming from another podcast that i was listening to it could be coming from a comment on one of my posts it could be me commenting on someone else's post a blog post like in a meeting whatever i sort of assumed for some reason that you like i knew you had a list somewhere i just kind of assumed it was in like a diary that had like sequence <laughs> on the front and the back and, in like, Brandon, and it was just labeled Locked like brandon thoughts with Brandon's. a butterfly <laughs> and, like, it says I, return I, to return to Brandon, uh mr redlinger uh 
phone number and if it's yeah. like yeah okay phone number yeah. is still his mom's phone number just in case. <laughs> landline yeah, yeah exactly yeah. do not open it's written somewhere <laughs> on it uh, all right anyways well, I think, sorry I, I think you i just want to point you nailed it like you're doing it because people are excited and they want to know how companies work how your your job works how does the director of revenue operations what does he do on a daily basis and how is he thinking and whatever Jordan's just giving you like a peek behind there on the window. He's exactly. he's not sitting down to write great LinkedIn posts. He's documenting what he's doing. He's right reporting on you know problems he's solving in his day to day, which are all things we do and every day. And the inverse, the other piece of that, like this is the back half that you don't think about. First, it's a good way to like actually show value to people, right? Like because yep. if I'm working on it, other people that are like me are probably working on it. It could be helpful to them. I also not infrequently and in most posts when I say here's what I'm working on, basically. People will post things on there that I'm like, oh shit, that's a good idea. I'm going to incorporate that. It helps <laughs> me do better in my job, like because it's it is basically crowdsourcing opinions mm-hmm. on what I'm doing, right? And that's awesome. Like, that's a powerful thing, right? Yeah. Like, oh great, like that was a hell of a comment. Like Eddie Reynolds comments on my stuff all the time. He's he's every time I'm like, oh shit, that's smart. Like like that is yeah. such a good yeah. point. I need to incorporate that in what I'm doing, and it's so helpful to me. I think the writing too is like it. I don't know. There's something that. I don't remember. Maybe it's Andy who's always told me it's like it really forces you to th- like. What do you think? Like, why do you think I'm? You're. Why are you solving this problem this way? Like, you have to write it out a little bit and like see if it makes sense. And it gives you a yeah. little extra. I don't know, a little extra insight. I think could really solidify your thinking and why you think certain ways and so forth. That's more about writing in general than LinkedIn. But. Yeah, totally, totally. So, so I mean, those those are like some easy things, right? Like, write about what you're doing. Connect with people that are commenting on posts that are similar. Go comment. What are what are maybe like one or two more easy best practices for people listening or thinking about getting started on LinkedIn. Uh, I always love to tell people, um, answer questions that you're getting the most from prospects or customers. Uh, I, I think that's, that's a very, one. that's a very easy one. And you can actually get ahead of some, uh, some objections that might come up later on in a sales cycle or something like that. Uh, I tell people, Kind of like we said, document a process, document something that's, that works well. Um, observe trends that are happening out in your industry. Um, take sides in a debate. Is is there a debate out there? But like that, that actually works really well because you get other people now commenting, which it's going to spread into their networks. Um, ask a question out there. Celebrate a success. Celebrate a failure. Celebrating failures actually works really well on LinkedIn. And, and it goes back to what we talk about frequently on the podcast is like being real, being normal, being yeah. human. Authenticity. Right? Super authenticity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And joke around, have some fun with it. If you ever yeah, read the comments on one of my posts, it's mostly people like just skewering each other. And I love it. Like <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. an, another advanced, like more advanced, uh, thing I like to think about at least for salespeople, cause that's who I would like to focus on getting more on LinkedIn is like, Use it as a testing ground for your kind of writing yes. of emails or whatever. It's like an immediate response. Like if you write something on LinkedIn and no one responds to it, maybe that messaging is not going to work in the email. But you write a LinkedIn post and the hook is super solid and everyone's like, like and like, and you're like, maybe copy and paste that into your email and see if that works that way as well. I, and I, I, would, I would even take it so far as if I'm an SDR and I'm playing around with, hey, this is going to be the first email in my go-to cadence. I'd take a picture, a screenshot of that, upload it and say, hey, mm. everybody, can I get your feedback on this? Beautiful. Hey, you know how many SDR managers, SDRs in the world are going to give you like immediate feedback and like, <laughs> hey, go read this book. And like, and it's going to be so valuable and you're establishing yourself as a call. Like it's 
something so simple as that. that, right? Like it doesn't have to be more complex than that. If, if you take that mindset to LinkedIn, it changes everything completely, right? So, so many people are like, I don't want to post because uh, it has to be the perfect thing to say, <laughs> which holds them back from posting. If you take that mindset of, I'm actually going to use this as a testing ground, see what works, see what doesn't, like it, it, it changes it completely for you. Totally. I don't know if this makes it better, easier, or better. I don't know if this is a selling point, but no one's going to remember. Like, you can post. Yeah, it, you, yeah. you look at, there are so many posts, and the way the algorithm works, and the way whatever, it's like, even you look at some of the biggest names you can follow on LinkedIn, they repeat their content every four months, and do perfectly yeah. fine <laughs> with it. Because, was, yeah. Yeah, I was super curious about that, so I actually took a post that I made like eight months ago and, and straight up reposted it. And the same people that commented on it the first time commented on it the second time. And I was like, this it is worked. amazing. I'm never doing it again because I felt terrible. <laughs> I, felt, I felt really dishonest, but I was actually really curious. Like, do people remember this stuff well, or not? I don't see it as, as dishonest because if you can take a little new frame on it, you've also most likely grown your audience you know, an exponential amount in the mm-hmm. last eight months. And it's like an asset that you're building for yourself where it's like, okay, you write for a year. I know that seems uh, <laughs> daunting, uh, but next year you've already got a quarter of your year already written because you can yeah. redo your best posts. You can update them. You can get them updated for 2023 and whatever. And no one's going to be like, oh, occasionally, you know, I'll get someone who's like, didn't you post this like four months ago? <laughs> but it, it's worth it. Worth it in my yeah. opinion. I, I'm avoiding it. I felt I felt sick to my stomach. I totally get it. I think, I, but I was like, oh, man, like I'm trying to like be authentic on here, and I just, yeah. Uh, the only thing I would caveat that is I have looked through my old posts and seen like, oh, I posted that a year ago. That was really dumb. Like I, 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 <laughs> that I need to put the correction to that. Like I have learned differently since then. Which, by the way, own that shit. Go go yeah, on totally. say, A year ago, I said this. I was wrong. Let me explain. People Great. love that. Yeah, people love and, that, and, it's, and you should because somebody might be doing what you advised them to do a year ago. <laughs> you don't want yeah. them to make that mistake. <laughs> what? Um, how much time do you guys commit a week to doing it? I'm a terrible example, but uh, well, you, 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 do a lot, you do a lot of posting for other people too. So yeah, so don't use me as an example. But I mean, it depends what you're doing. Like, there's different levels. If you're a salesperson, get just getting started once a week, fifteen minutes, like. It's nothing. Add it into your daily routine. You know, hey, a, a good problem you might have is you're like, I need more time. So many people are responding to my comments. Like, that's okay. But yeah. I mean, if you're getting up and you want to build like a serious audience, it's the more the merrier. Like, it is hard to keep up, but it is a platform that demands content. It's like one to two percent of people on LinkedIn create content. Yeah, it's two two percent create ninety percent ninety eight percent of the content. Percent of the content, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. You look at how they're hiring too, which is I think maybe 200 people LinkedIn has hired to jumpstart their creator programs. Um, you can see where it's going. You can see they want more content. You, see, you can yeah. see they're going to build the tools to support you and stuff. So I don't know. Again, it just feels very early to me. Totally agree. Brandon, how much time do you spend? Uh, I Alec, spend- did, Alec didn't answer the question at all. Yeah. So, so I, I do post daily. Um, but I, for the most part, daily. Uh, every once in a while, I might for I years, might right? You've done that. Do you post on weekends too. I don't. I know, not on weekends. Yeah, that's uh, weekdays, that's some sociopath weekdays. stuff to post daily on. The <laughs> that's <laughs> right. that's on the line for me. Weekends are weekends. I'm not posting on LinkedIn. Anyway, yeah, no, no. 
Um, you know you can schedule it out, by the way. You don't have to post it on the weekend. Yeah, it feels inauthentic to me. I won't do it. Can't yeah, have it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't Sucker schedule either. I don't schedule either. Um, but uh, every, every morning, um, I used to actually do it at night and then queue it up at night. And then I wake up and I post it first thing in the morning. But I've actually found that first, go engage other people's content. Um, and then you post yours, you'll get better engagement. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, um, I spend 10 to 15 minutes in the morning crafting my post. So I, I pull up my list on, on Apple Notes. I scroll through. I pick something that I feel like expanding on. I take 5, 10 minutes to actually write it out. Uh, and then I'll, I'll post it. Um, so about 10, 15 in the morning. And then when I'm on my lunch break, when I have a break between meetings, I'll just pop on my phone and look at comments, try to reply, that sort of thing. Um, so I, I don't, th- I do think you should be replying to your comments. That is another best practice to mm-hmm. help uh, extend your reach. Um, but don't, don't overthink that either. Right. It's like, raise the, raise the, hand, acknowledge the, the raise hand emoji is a great response. Yeah, exactly. exactly. The, the like, clapping yeah. emoji, like yeah. that totally works. Yeah. You just totally. want to acknowledge them. They put in the effort to respond exactly. and it's like, I, I see you. Thanks. You know, I'll catch you on the next one or whatever. I mean, that's yeah. all it takes. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm probably in the like three posts a week bucket, maybe four, but mm-hmm. I, two, two of mine are really typically, you know, something aligned to like trying to you know, help, help the company out. Like here's some, here's an event I'm speaking about that I'm promoting or something like that, which, which is, which is super easy. Cause the company that the event you're speaking at, will send you like, here's a graphic and a sample. Post. <laughs> here's the, here's like, the landing will, page. Yeah. Let, let me just link that good to go, which also helps, you know, the company and myself. Um, and then the other ones for me, it's, you know, I wake up, I, I'm online around 8am every day. I try not to be earlier than that for my own mental health, but, uh, around from eight to eight thirty, I spend my time sort of organizing my day for myself and my teams and like going through everything, make sure everybody's set up to have a good day. And during that process, basically I find the thing that I'm going to post about. So by like eight fifteen, as I'm going through, like, Oh, that's the thing I should talk about. Right. Mm. Quick draft it on the side, pop it online send 50 connection requests back to work, maybe 15 minutes total. And then to your point, yeah, I'll go through and respond to comments pretty, try to be pretty timely about it throughout the day, but otherwise, I mean, two minutes here, two minutes. And that seems totally reasonable. Like Jordan is not going for, at least not yet, uh, to be Mr. Influencer, Mr. Thought Leader. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to whatever, try to build an audience and whatever. He's just trying to provide value and he does it. That's a really great routine. I didn't know that's what it was. Yeah, super easy. I would recommend it for everybody. It's, I mean, I don't even have to think about it, realistically, most of the time. I, well, it, become, I, it does become a muscle, right? Like, yeah. it's just like, mm-hmm. boom, totally. done. Yeah. It's also, it, it used to be like, when people would message like, hey, like, I really like your content. It was like a really point of pride because I worked really hard at it. And now I'm like, cool, I didn't really do anything. Like, I like just wrote about <laughs> what I was doing. Like, like I'm glad that it's, I'm re- it actually makes me really happy because I'm glad that it's helpful to people and that's the whole goal. But um, the, it's sort of funny because the, the less, the more and more I've exercised that muscle, the less I'm super proud to me, of it. You just said there's a huge demand for high quality totally. content. Like whether it takes you five minutes or 15 or 45 or whatever, it's just like, it's there's like not. Back, this is a backhanded way of saying people like yours because it's just like the only posts available. <laughs> the not bars are low and uh, you're exceeding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Cool, Low cool, bar. Cool. Low cool. Bar. Any other like last pro tips before we slide into the last thing? I was gonna go with pro oh. tips, more advanced stuff, like mm-hmm. make sure you're connect- make sure you're connected with your competition. Like if you're going after a deal and you're fighting over and you know who else you're kind of 
fighting against, connect with them because you'll get a sense of who they're interacting with. Hey, are they commenting on the VP's post? Are they liking this? Are they liking that? It's, you know, it's subtle and it's over time, but it does give you a little bit more insight. Nice. That is a pro tip. It is a pro pro tip that I bet 99% of sellers are not doing. They are not. Brandon, any other, any other last thoughts? Um, yeah, a few last thoughts. Uh, so I do think, I mean, people hopefully by now know to use hashtags. Uh, (laughs) LinkedIn did actually come out saying that uh, three to five is the best. The order of the hashtags matter too. So put the hashtag with the biggest following first. And all, all you have to do is go into the search bar, type in hashtag sales, hashtag sales development, whatever, click on those, and it'll tell you how many people are following that hashtag. So the order of the hashtags matter too, do three to five. Um, and it doesn't matter where on the post, as long mm-hmm. as the first hashtag that you list is the biggest, fo- has the biggest following. Um, yeah, I just learned that recently too, and I don't know why, but that seems to be correct. It's, it's really curious to me because I don't hashtag most of my content, to be honest, and just because I forget. Most of the time, I'm not on Twitter. I don't really use hashtags. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm older than that group, I guess. I don't know, um, but but I I often don't, and I never really see any like lapse in my engagement. I guess like may, maybe I'm maybe I don't I'm think it's, it's definitely good when you're starting out, right? Like you don't have a lot mm-hmm. of followers. No, your content might not be exposed to any people. Like, but once you get 500 or so people that are looking for your content, like you know, it's 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 gravy. It's icing on the cake. You don't necessarily need it. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's absolutely necessary. I think it's one of those things that will definitely help because I've had like some of my best posts, my most engaged posts, I don't put hashtags on mm-hmm. just because like I, I'm so passionage about what I'm saying, I just kind of exactly. forget to put yeah. a hashtag good, good on. Content it. rules the day, right? A hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna quick summary. So if you're a company and you're not doing this, where to start is is basically you, you got to have a company strategy. You got to define your approach. Have a company from strategy, the top. From the top, train the team on that. Show lead by example. So your executives, your leadership team has to be posting in a way that aligns back to the strategy that you've agreed is the strategy. Right. All that mm-hmm. has to be true. Then you got to train the team on how to do it and empower them to do it. I recommend sample posts, right? Like post, like give them, here's first 30 days. Here's a bunch of posts. You could just basically copy and paste these out of this spreadsheet into your LinkedIn and good to go, right? Like make it super, super easy for people and, and give them the best practice and the training to do that. But easiest way to get started, lead by example, get that started. Anything else you guys want to add for that? Um, well, I'm not going to argue. We're getting late in the episode, so I'm not going to argue with you about the copying and pasting of posts from a <laughs> document into the uh, whatever. But uh, I, I, what I was thinking is more like I'm going to write. I'm going to get my team to write 50 posts that are like pertinent to sales, and we're not having each salesperson post each of them. So there's not 40 versions of that post out in the yeah. world. Like somebody can grab the one they want, and then it's off the board for everybody else. Right, like mm. that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Because that, that way, it's an easy way to give a bunch. And, and let's be honest, some quick people wins. Could quick wins, quick wins. And everybody gets like, like two easy wins, right? And then they're th- on their way. 100%. Only one thing I think you didn't, we haven't touched on is like, it has to be explained why it is so valuable to you, the individual. And I don't mean totally. you yeah, as yeah. an, I don't mean you as an employee of X company. I mean, you, the professional who's most likely going to have other jobs in the future, who is most likely going to try to, you know, rise you know, rising the ranks of your career and whatever, like you start getting noticed and you start building a reputation for yourself, especially in our digital world. 
where you can't go to the conferences and whatever on LinkedIn. And you, 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 uh, you build it up valuable. and then you, you keep it growing and you get you to keep host it. A, yeah. you, get, you get to host a podcast like this and get paid zero dollars <laughs> for it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know how valuable it is. That's it, baby. No, I'm just Living you're, the dream. you're totally the dream. right. But for me, yeah, you build that, you build that profile and then you get to host this for free. But for you employers that are worried about that, it accrues to you in the meantime, as long as they're employed oh. with you, all that value that they built up it accrues to your brand, like a Sarah Brazier or whatever. Yeah, totally agree. Um, cool. All right. Well, I know we are trying to keep this quick hitter. So I want to segue us into the last thing, which is of course this week on LinkedIn, which is very pertinent. Um, I'm actually not going to ask a question this week. I want to talk about something else, which is this week on LinkedIn, Alec pissed a lot of people off. (laughs) (laughs) That popped up on my phone last night and I read it. And then I started, I was like, oh no, this was misconstrued for sure. Scrolled into the comments and just saw all of the rage coming well, up. Here's here, here's the formula for pissing people off on LinkedIn. It's a two-step formula. One, <laughs> well, first, first tell the story. First tell the story. I, I saw a post by Kyle Coleman, who's like a big influencer, and I really like and his stuff. I fo- his, his I'll follow him. He's great. Good. He's totally yeah, great. Yeah. But he's huge. He gets yeah. thousands of, of likes or whatever. And you know that resharing doesn't really work on LinkedIn. So I just screenshotted his post and like gave my two cents on it. His post was about how, you know... I don't want to misconstrue it, but it was about um, how the nicest thing you can do for SDRs basically is like, you know, reply, say you know, no. don't ignore, don't or, ignore yeah, them. Reply. Don't just say, you know, ghost them, reply. And if you have the time, whatever, leave some feedback, totally reasonable um, and a nice thing to do. The point I was trying to make is that I don't think that we can expect the average B2B buyer to do that or yeah. that it is necessarily good that they even feel they should or have to be doing that. From the perspective of the buying experience, right? I may have um, used some more insightful uh, language um, and been a little more clear about that. Um, but yeah, I do think it's a problem and it is a sales tech issue. There's no wrong problem with sales tech, but it has proliferated and has caused some problems. Whereas like you, even someone like me who has no budget or no power, <laughs> literally no power whatsoever, when this organization gets like 20 of these a day that are talk that get my name wrong or I'm unpersonalized or whatever. So I took a little issue with like, well, I don't think it's rude if I don't respond to them. Like you don't even know who I am. (laughs) Like you don't get my name right or whatever. (laughs) That being said, I was not uh, trying to attack or come for, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Coleman there. Well, I think it was, <laughs> it was really Coleman. the SDRs. People were like, Oh, they're very, they, oh, why are you they such are an asshole to SDRs, man? I was like, <laughs> like I don't think, I don't think SDRs are even emailing Alec. Like, I don't think he is. This is just, no, they do, but they're not like, yeah. I'm very low on the totem pole. I don't think much effort goes into it, you know? Yeah. Whereas like if they're trying to sell a Jordan something or a Brandon something who I might have more a director level or whatever, they're going to put a little more personalization into it or, or and I will, I will say, I don't disagree with your point because I get 20 of those messages a day. And and there was a time when I used to like spend some time to be like, hey, like this message wasn't quite on par. Like, let me like quick coaching for you. Right. Mm-hmm. But it takes me four minutes. I get 20 messages a day. I'm not going to spend 80 minutes every day doing that. That's you can't that's shifting the impetus on the buyer, which is not good. You that was my whole them. point. My whole point was and I thought it. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you. No. And, and, and so then, you know, as it got more, I, I actually tried what Kyle recommended in his post, which is I would just sit, respond like, hey, no thanks. Yeah, like 
just to be polite, stop, stop calling me, stop emailing me. Like, I'm going to help you out. Uh, sometimes a no is a, a no is better than a maybe, right? Or a no is better than no. That was the second best answer. Because right? mm-hmm. it is totally. a answer. And so I would do that. And I had the entirely opposite experience of Kyle, which he was like, yeah, most of the time when I do that, they're like, yeah, great. Thanks for letting me know. And they move on. I did not have that experience. I get like <laughs> cold calls and emails like, hey, you said no. I want to like hey, respond to that. Like, see why you're not interested. And like, I get it. You're trying to objection handle. But like, I was trying to be polite. And now I feel like I'm being harassed more. And so now I'm just not going to respond. And that and that's like a part of the sales process is broken because I do wish – I manage our SDRs. I wish everybody had time to say no thanks, right? And I wish everybody had time to coach them on a bad email because that would be great. And I still want to try and do it. But then if somebody says no thanks, stop pursuing them, right? Like <laughs> listen to the thing. And then, by the way, I coach our SDRs on that. If somebody says like, hey, no thanks, not interested – Cool. They're DQ'd. We're not talking to them ever again. We'll take them out of our ad spend. We take them out of our outreach. Like, why we keep pursuing that person? They're not interested. They've told us. We've clarified that. Good job. I I have seen that a lot more recently. So I I am one who does reply to a lot that just says, no, we're not interested in at this time. I have seen more people go, but did you really take a look at our (laughs) software? Well, why don't you want a free trial? So with those people on LinkedIn, I immediately remove them. Email, I hit spam. Yeah. Right. And so if if you're continuing to push where I clearly said no, yeah, that that's a problem. Um, but it, it does seem like it happens more recently. I also, on the other side of that, when someone does reach out with a very thoughtful email and it's not a fit, I do take the time to totally. say, I, I appreciate right. the personalized email. Yes. You're doing a great job out there. Uh, are you looking for a new job? Come hot, come work with us. Oh yeah. Right? I, I try to poach those people all the time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I got I mean, someone dug up that I played college lacrosse. I was like, how did you find that information? Like, and yeah, it was well very done. nice. Like, this well is done. great. I yeah. have absolutely no need for what you're selling, but, it, but I really appreciate the craft. Yeah. Yep. And by the way, let me know if I can introduce you to anybody in my network or something exactly. like that. Like now, now, now we're friends because you can <laughs> yeah. me. Right. So Alec, what's the formula for pissing people off on LinkedIn? By the way, was this your most, was this your most liked? Yeah, by far, by far. And which just shows you, yeah. It's definitely going the way of Twitter where the more angry you get people, the more engagement you're going to get. Um, but the two step formula is very simple. One, uh, be perceived to say something negative about Kyle. He is a, he's like a God on that <laughs> platform. <laughs> about that platform. He does provide tremendous value to SDRs on a regular basis and is super patient. And you know, it's a very positive attitude. So people has a lot of, so go, go after someone with a loyal following. Yeah. Right. Also, loyal. SDRs, are, SDRs are wildly engaging on LinkedIn. And so well, that's number two. Number two, say anything that could be construed as negative about SDRs and you are in for a long, <laughs> long night. <laughs> It's true. I almost didn't have you on the podcast today because I might be upset, like a little bit of a conflict of interest. I was like, I might have to have a team meeting where I'm like, listen, guys, I know you don't like him, but you know. <laughs> <People> <laughs> I, like, call, I was like, they're calling me horrible. People are calling me horrible. I was like, oh my I know God. it was <laughs> crazy. I, was, I opened it last night. I just, I literally chuckled to myself and then closed my phone. <laughs> I was like, that's it's amazing. <laughs> It was the most fun I had because it's just it's social media. People, the most fun and this I is, look, it is people are going to misread what you say. They're going to yeah. read it the most uncharitably possible, or you're going to 
say something super unclear and lack context and no, whatever. The, the, the piece about it that was really interesting because nothing you said was wrong. And that, that was essentially proven by the fact that Kyle commented on your post. It was <laughs> like, like basically you guys had like a nice conversation about the yeah. clarification being made. And like, it wasn't, Kyle wasn't angry Combative. at all. No, like, no. You, had a, you had a very, you, you had a little back and forth on Quarter there. Like, conversation. Right. Like that's, which that's is what like, LinkedIn's for. People are like, like having attacking you for attacking Kyle. Kyle didn't feel attacked. So it is what it is. That's great. Um, anyways, piss people off. You get great engagement. Pro tip. hundred <laughs> percent. It's it, pick an, I mean, I don't know if we've talked about this year, but if you want to pick a key to like really uh, lighting a fire under your engagement, pick an enemy. And I'm not using my thing as an example, but pick an enemy. It can be hustle culture. It could be unpersonalized emails. It could be Jonathan uh, Stevens. Jonathan Stevens. <laughs> it can be it can be it can be anything. It can be recruiters or people not putting job, you know, salaries and job postings or whatever. But to like pick a yep. topic that you're really passionate about and have an opinion. Dan Price is the example of that, right? That guy's been yeah, he is on brand. That is, that is salaries for like seven years. Yeah, and still yeah, get honored. Exactly. I'm like, dude. I get it. Every you time. think every employee should be paid the same as the CEO. I get it. Like, it's great. But you've been sending that post out for seven years. That is so time. funny. Yeah. He is the perfect example of been saying the exact same thing five, six times a week for five years. And it still works. It does. to the audience. He's probably a wonderful human being. And it actually probably did help move the needle for a lot of people. So he's probably done a lot of good because of the things I he's done. I think he does, probably. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, th- I think it's all been very impactful. It's just really funny. Every time I'm seeing him, I'm like, I'm, well, I don't even have to read it. I know what Dan's writing about. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know what he's going to say. Yeah. yeah. Like, good to go. Um, hey, that is called uh, message discipline, though. You know, that is impressive. Right. It really is. Um, cool. All right. Well, that's it. I think this was awesome. Everybody who listened, if you enjoyed this episode, give us a uh, five star on uh, wherever you're listening. I don't know all of the places I allow five stars or what that looks like, but Apple's most important. So go listen to give it. Give us there. the most. Give us the most wherever of whatever you they are. allow. If it's, if it's 10 stars, don't give us five, please. Um, but <laughs> but uh, shoot us your messages for this week on LinkedIn. Go ahead and follow all three of us. I could say that this week because Alec is now an influencer uh, and don't, don't hate on his post. Go like his post so people stop hating him. (laughs) Uh, and we will see everybody next week thanks guys thanks guys thanks everyone